0: Welcome, Braves Nation, to the Ethos Braves Podcast. I am your host, John McKay, and I have the amazing
1: co-host of mine on the other side, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, it's great. another great day to talk about the Atlanta Braves. Well, fans, is it time to panic yet? Because the Braves are... eight. (laughs) Uh, Is it time to panic yet? Uh, No, not yet, but... You know, I you, you start to wonder about some troubling signs. You see, um, you know, I, I my troubling sign is once again I can't stand extra inning rules, uh, Ooh. because <clears throat> we can't win that extra inning. Uh, we can act. We actually scored runs in I that was, you know I was extra inning game. I
0: was yeah, bring that up. We actually scored.
1: Yeah, we actually scored. A, you know, two runs in that extra inning game, uh, with uh, Milwaukee on Wednesday. Uh, but again. Uh, we, you know, just we we waste another good outing, uh, and you know, the I, I guess one of the things that I look at too is is the <clears throat> the hitting wasn't bad. Um, we just struggled at times uh, with with the bullpen and and trying to you know contain them and hold them down. Uh, so I, you know, but you know, there was some good positives. I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. Uh, I, I, you know, the Mets are playing really well, which does concern me. I, I would like to see us get it going this weekend against the Marlins, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I believe, you know, there's some good pitching matchups. Their their pitching is really good too, as well. Yes. Uh, but I, I believe it is a good opportunity for us, you know, for for them to win, you know, two out of three. I'd love for a good sweep, but I do believe it's time to get it going. But I look at the 1st of June, let's get moving, let's get back. You know, if we, I, I, if we were four games out, we were playing this way, I'd be okay. Uh, I think the Mets have so jumped out in front of everybody and have been playing really well. I do think that they will come back to us. Uh, I don't think they can sustain it now with Scherzer being gone. That's a big uh, That's That's a big loss, John. That's going to be huge. Uh, you know, he's gone six to eight weeks. And that was the one thing you worried about when you signed a guy like that. But I would like to see uh, the Braves get it going with by at least the first of June. Uh, Get back to you know that four game, four or five game deficit. But I I do think the Mets are going to come back. I, I just don't think they can sustain that throughout the course of this year. And of course, the Mets picking up a walk off win and extra innings of their own against my favorite team, the Cardinals. Just kidding. Uh, why can't they win against the other teams? Uh, so um, anyway, I, I, you know, not time to panic yet. And and if you look at it too, John, we really didn't start playing well until August of last year, right. but it, everybody was beaten up on everybody. When you were within that two or three game, uh, you know, cushion there, you have the opportunity to, to mess up or do things like this. So I'm not ready yet. Um, let's uh, let, let's, Hold out some more hope, but I, I got to start. We got to start playing better by the first of June, I think, at least.
0: I I agree. So can we just uh, call this episode the Tucker Davidson episode and just talk
1: about him the whole time? Hey, I, you know why not? Uh, I mean, you know we and another again another instance where he pitched well. Uh, you know he he got a chance to pitch in a World Series game last year, which um, was maybe a surprise to everybody except maybe him. Uh, But, you know, I'm
0: surprised to him. Have you heard that story?
1: Yes, I I was reading about that. Um, I believe it was yesterday. I was reading about that. Uh, But yes, uh, you know, hey, maybe that's the best way to do it Mm -hmm. is to be surprised so that you don't have that nerves of building up, building up nerves and building up nerves. And then you go out there and you are terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, look, we got to find somebody right now that can pitch. Uh, you know, we are we're, we're seem to be using the bullpen up quite a bit. Uh, you know, yes, I, in, in the game on Wednesday, uh, what I really like about the game Wednesday, other than the fact that we lost in extra innings, which I don't like, was that we got great innings out of Max Freed. Right. Uh, and then we got great innings out of Spencer Strider, or I should say maybe an inning, which he probably, as we were uh, texting back and forth, he should have gone to inning number two I agree uh, because he only threw 11 pitches in that, uh, in that inning that he came in. Um, and I, and maybe we would have lessened the bullpen uh, run. But what I really like is somebody, and I, I've tried to get to do this with my, my son too, when he was pitching is sometimes, you know, he, he was like the, the human rain delay out there, you know, he would go out and he would really just be slow. And you know, in little league games, it's all time, You know, you got to get moving. And I tried to get him to get out there and get moving. Well, Spencer Strider doesn't waste any time at no. all. I mean, he gets out there, he throws it a hundred, gets it back, and he says, "Let's throw another 100. And he's, I mean, within his pit, the pitch count, the pitch clock is not going to be a problem for no. him. No, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, he might win some more time for the other pitchers, you know, because <laughs> he does because he doesn't use all of his. So. Um, and that's sometimes what I think the bullpen, when they come in, is that they they slow the game down so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, in a game of where you want to get your hitters back in there, uh, you know, that's – and I thought Tucker Davidson did a great job, you know, from what I've seen the last, you know, year or two. He's gone out there. He gets on the mound. he He throws. He doesn't waste a whole lot of time. And I think that, for a pitcher – is the best mental side of things because as a pitcher, you got to remember, even though you throw a ball, you got to get back in there and throw another pitch, and why not do it really quickly to forget about what you just did? Right. I thought he did a great job and and honestly probably could have gone another inning, uh, but I I think our guys, we've got to start stretching them out uh, to six innings, seven innings, something like that, so we can uh, lay off the bullpen a lot instead of instead of bringing them in and pitching them so much in the early going. But then again, that's a product of not having a lot of spring training, right? Uh, and and then not being able to get your pitchers stretched out to where they can go further. So uh, and I think that's going to get better as it goes along. You're looking at Max Freed and Max probably could have gone another inning uh, on against the Brewers, but it, it did appear from what I could see that maybe the Brewers were catching up with him to some extent.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So maybe that's why they brought Strider in, but boy, what a huge difference when you have Max Freed on the mound with the crafty lefty, and then you bring in Spencer Strider and boy, he had no problems. They were swinging at everything he threw up there and not even touching it. you know, he struck out the, the side. I mean, what a, what an inning he had, but, Um, you know, but Tucker, a great job. And again, that's, you know, that's one thing that um, we've seen out of him and, and, and we've talked about it. We need a guy who can get in that fifth role or maybe even go up to that fourth role and give Ian Anderson time to, you know, catch back up with things, Um, you know, so, and Tucker Davidson could be that guy that, that does it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Give us another you know, he had five innings. He only gave up three hits. He he did walk three, which is concerning, but he able to navigate in and out. He struck out three. So
0: um, and, and no runs. No runs.
1: No runs. No runs. That's good. Uh, you know, give me another two or three starts like that and, and that guy probably could nail down you know, exactly what we need, mm-hmm. which is that fifth starter. Uh, you know, we've been looking for that. You know, most guys can't even find four starters. You know, we, we're talking about we got four starters, we're fighting five, five. And, again, I think that's where um, when, when, the, when the grand scheme of things rolls around, this is where I think our the, the Braves as a team are going to be better down the stretch because we are going to have pitching. And who's going to have pitching? What And who's going to have veteran pitching at that? Because if you look at Freed, you look at Morton, you look at Ian Anderson, you know those guys with two, three years plus experience with Morton, more more than that. I mean, and then you throw Kyle Wright in there, um, and and you don't have to pressure him as much because you got three other guys, and then you you throw a guy like Tucker Davidson in there. That's where I still think we're going to be better down the stretch is starting pitching, and I think other teams are going to struggle with that. You look at the Mets, and especially now having to find somebody else to fill in for Max Scherzer for six to eight weeks. That's eight weeks. That's two months. Okay. Right. So so it's almost the first of June. We're not talking about till the first of August when he comes back. Right. So that's that's huge. I mean that's huge. That's but although you're gonna get him at the end of the year, which he's gonna be a lot stronger. So and that's what Tucker Davidson could provide to some of these starters is, you know, Move him to the fifth starter or something like that. Bring him in, let him pitch, and maybe he can provide some relief on the back end as well.
0: And remember, you still, we, the Braves still
1: have um, Bryce Elder. At they football. do, yeah, they do, and you know, he, I, I still think can be very viable in this, in this, you know, I, I did. Again, when we talked in the very beginning of the year, I don't think Bryce Elder was going to be that guy that they were going to bring up to pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he was getting there very quickly as he's moved through the minor leagues, I still think he was the guy that was going to start the year in the minors and then was going to come up maybe a late season call up to help him at the end of the year. Can you imagine that? Having that guy coming up at the end of the year, being able to help them, uh, help them pitch. Uh, knowing he's already got a little bit of major league experience, so oh, yeah. again, it just adds it just adds more stuff onto it at the end of the year to where I think we'll be better at the end of the year if we can just get the hitting turned around. Uh, you know, it, it'll it'll be even better.
0: And um, hopefully, we'll have Soroka back. The Braves will have Soroka back.
1: Yeah, yeah, Soroka back. Um, you, you know that that will be a good thing too. And and that's the other thing. You don't have to rush Mike Soroka, no. Um, because he he can he he can manage, you know, little bits and pieces at a time. And we're talking about an Achilles injury that he's hurt twice, right? So you can really, um, I mean, you can really just manage him very slowly along the way. To where if he pitches a, a very small part next this year, then next year, guess what? You got another guy coming back who the year the year he had before he got injured was fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, and you were counting on that guy to be uh, a long starter. So you can manage that and manage it slowly and not manage it quickly and not rush him back, which that I, I think is is a plus because rushing a, an Achilles injury that you've hurt twice, rushing him back, that could not- be I- detrimental to him. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Um, so, Tucker Davidson, he went five innings, no no runs, three hits, and you said three walks. I'm okay yeah. with that. And the bullpen behind him, four scoreless.
1: Yeah, four scoreless. You look, uh, Colin McHugh, an inning and two-thirds. Uh, did give up a couple of hits, but he struck out. Mentor had an inning, uh, two base on balls, which does concern me, uh, and the two strikeouts, though. And then Will Smith came in just a third of an inning, uh, finishing up, I believe, with A.J. Minter, uh, who couldn't finish up uh, that one inning. He just had a walk. Um, And then Kenley Jansen came in and finished it up with two strikeouts. Um, Yeah, I mean, bullpen was good. uh, That's for sure. Um, And, again, we maybe we're overusing it in the beginning. But, you know, Will Smith looked good at times, but then he struggled a little bit. Uh, so maybe he's not catching his stride until the end. You know, they put Tyler Matzik on the DL. I thought – we talked about that before. I thought maybe something was wrong with him. Uh, So he went on the the DL or the IR, whatever you want to call it now. Um,
0: I can't remember. I can't even keep up with it.
1: Well, I can't either. I think it's – you know, they call it the IR. I think you can go on the 10-day maybe instead of the 15-day. So so he's going to get a rest and maybe get – uh, get himself figured out, but Will Smith just doesn't look, you know, right there. And, and we knew with Kenley Jansen coming uh, that the potential was going to be there for him to have some innings that where he just doesn't um, fit. Uh, mm. And we saw that in the game on on Wednesday where he came in and he just just didn't fit that game, you know.
0: So well, to his credit, that was Kenley's uh, fourth. Uh, pitching day in five days
1: yes right so, and a guy and a guy like that and his age and that's what um, I, I had a chance to listen uh, to the great Bob Uecker, Uh and you know we talk about listening on the radio quite a bit I do love the Braves guys but uh, there are times when I I like to listen to the old school guys too uh, yeah. and so I was getting a chance to listen to Bob Euchre and if you've ever listened to Bob Euchre you know how great on the radio he is and and, um, you know, I I I grew up idolizing those guys on radio, uh, even though I didn't like the Cardinals. You know, I'd still listen to, to Jack Buck and Mike Shannon. Uh, mm-hmm. Those guys were the guys around here. Uh, you, you had um, others like Bob Euchre and, and, and many, many others on the radio. So I was listening to him, and he was mentioning that as well, how many days that Kenley Jansen has pitched. And he was mentioning about his age mm-hmm. and wondering how – that he could hold up in that regard. Uh, so, and you're right, you know, it's one of those where you'd like to see Kenley pitch maybe um, not, you know, two out of three days would be fine. Uh, no. And then with a day off, uh, but you'd you'd like to definitely not see him pitch that much. And I think we saw the uh, problems on Wednesday with him pitching so much that it, it just wasn't there. Uh, and and you have that every once in a while. and that's where Will Smith's supposed to be that guy. But then Will Smith pitched, you know, he's pitched quite a bit too. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, again, I think it just boils down to if we could get our starters just to go maybe one more inning. If you look at Tucker Davidson and they left him out there for the sixth inning, maybe we can cut one of those guys out mm-hmm. instead of using, you know, four guys, We go down to three, and then somebody the next day, if you had Max Freed, if he was able to go one more inning, right. maybe we would have cut down. it And Strider, who knows, maybe we would have let Strider finish the game on uh, Wednesday. And that – because let me tell you what, that guy – Um, if if he doesn't win any awards this year, if he continues pitching the way he does, he will win uh, a lot of awards. Yes. Uh, because he he could be the guy – potentially here's what I think he could be the guy that could close out a game. And I kid you not, the ninth inning would be the fastest inning of the game Yeah. because yep. he would go out there and throw nine pitches in about two minutes. Yeah. Okay. And, and you'd have batters stepping out and he'd just say, oh, that's fine. You want to step out step out. But then right when you get back in there, he's throwing the ball, you know, right. you know, that's a guy that would love to see, um, any kind of pitch clock because he wouldn't use it, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. So, I I just, you know, that's a guy I think we're – but then again, that's a guy you could use as a starter. So, um, but anyway, product of maybe getting our pitchers to go a little bit longer and maybe we cut down on the use of the bullpen.
0: You know, I saw – I told you – I don't know when I told you, but I know I've told you this. I saw Spencer Strider's first start when he was at Rome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know he was that dominant but wow. Um Yes. I was yeah. listening to um David O'Brien and Eric Flaherty this morning and they were talking about from the waist down he he resembles uh Craig Kimball exactly. His leg. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um if if he had that um if he had that lean over with the arms stuck out, uh something like that, then and maybe he would uh he would he resemble him but I, I tell you, you know, the, they they call it um, – Peter Mullen's been uh, been broadcasting uh, games this past week, too, on TV with Chip Carey and Brian Jordan. So, I mm-hmm. uh, don't know where Frenchie was. But, um, anyway, uh, Mullen was, you know, calling it that strider slider, uh, which has been very dominant as well. So, no. uh, I mean, you know, the, the farm club for the Braves uh, with – Spencer Schreider, you had Tucker Davidson down there. Uh, you, you know, you've had Kyle Wright, uh, even Bryce Wilson, who's not there anymore. Uh, and then, you know, the list goes on and on of those guys that are down there. So, you know, Atlanta has always been known for having great pitching, and that's just because you have great scouting as well. That's where it starts. And, and you know, when Atlanta takes a, a guy number one in and, and the draft and he's a pitcher, uh, you know, everybody looks at that and goes, oh, he's going to be the next Tom Glavin or John Smokes, you know, the next Hall of Famer. So uh, they wonder where they can get guys like that. So, uh, you know, but still, I, I when Strider comes in, he's fun to watch uh, because he just doesn't mess around. He's got that big mustache. And they were also joking about maybe he needed that 10-gallon hat, that Texas hat, <laughs> you know, the, the cowboy hat because mm-hmm. of how. How he would look in it. Uh, so uh, you know he's he's already uh, not only setting the the baseball world on fire. He's he's lighting a fire in some other guys too. So uh, hopefully it continues. But I do like the way he pitches, and I wish some of our other relievers would get in there, and and even our starters would get in there and and have the demeanor that Spencer Strider has to get up, throw, get the ball back, throw, get the ball back, throw. You know instead of let's waste time. And, and, you know, make a game four hours instead of what Spencer Strider could make a game in about an hour and a half probably.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, it, he just is that quick. He likes to do that. So.
0: Well, I can tell you the Southern League that Mississippi plays in is glad that they don't have to face Bryce Elder and um, Spencer Strider <laughs> like, like days. <laughs> I bet. I, I,
1: and again, you know, uh, the, Double the, pitchers, yeah, the pitchers that have gone through uh, have been totally – Totally great, you know, Soroka, Freed, Strider, Elder, Bryce Wilson, you know, the Kyle Wright, you know, those guys go on and on. I mean, there's a reason those guys make it to the majors is because they put on such a great show in the minors, and that means they're they're dominant against the minors, and and that's great. Uh, it's 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 good to see. You get a chance to see more on the minor league side of it, and I I would love to, you know, go and and watch some of those guys. I just get to keep up with it. Uh, you know, uh, by by either reading or, or listening or hearing from you, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, definitely those uh, those teams are glad that they're gone uh, because <laughs> they don't have to face them anymore. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and the fact that Mississippi is a pitcher's park. <laughs> it's a, it's the biggest park in the Southern League.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, that's what we need, don't we?
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but I guess we have to.
1: Um, oh, you're going gonna to talk about uh, Wednesday's game, huh? Yes,
0: yeah, 7-6 to six <laughs> in 11 innings. Max Fried pitched 7 innings, 2-run ball?
1: 7 innings. Uh, he pitched 6 innings, actually. 3 runs he gave okay, up. Uh, yeah, he looked a little disgusted when he walked off the field because I was watching and listening um, at times, and – looked a little disgusted when he walked off the field after his sixth inning when a run had scored. He looked a little disgusted that he had allowed that run to score. But, yeah, he pitched six innings of seven-hit ball, uh, three earned runs. He walked two, he struck out six. Uh, so, you're not – and, again, another great, great game from Max Freed. Uh, what what else – other than the fact that he's pitched great and he continues to pitch great, uh, There's there's not much else you can say other than you give him a run and he's going to keep you in the game. Right. Uh, and, and he's going to, he, he thinks that's Christmas when he gets a run. So, um, you know, there were, yeah, he struggled a little bit, but, I, you know, Max is probably as good as anybody of, of of minimalizing, you know, things that go on on the field. Like if he were to walk three guys, he, he'd probably strike out the next three. Or right. he, if he gave up just one run, he would probably think, he would be mad if he gave up the one run. You know, some yeah. guys would be considering that, uh, you know, like, wow, I only gave up one run. That's great. He would be mad he gave up the one run. Uh, so, you know, but, again, another great pitching outing that goes by the wayside because we can't hold on to it. Uh, and that's what I find that, you know, that's a little demoralizing to some of these guys, although they're not keeping up with it. They know how well they pitched. A little right. demoralizing to these guys who don't get the win out of it uh, because, uh, you know, we couldn't hold on to it. But, again, that's just the job of, of um, you know, what what a, a major league team and, and pitchers go through. And, and I don't care what their record is at the end of the year. I care where we're at in the playoffs and how well they pitch in the playoffs. So,
0: Well, a good thing that did come out of this loss is Austin Riley and Azuna are still hot, or getting hot.
1: Yeah, and that's what I – that's probably the one thing to take out of this whole, uh, you know, the losses to Milwaukee um, is the fact that that Ozuna is starting to heat it up a little bit, and Austin Riley getting back in it. You know, Matt Olson had two hits on on Wednesday. Uh, Ronald got back in the series, and boy, you know, the funny thing when he when he took second base to start the tenth inning. Don't you know that those guys out there were like, well, great. He just – he's at second. He's going to be home easily. Um, You know, he's going to steal third, and then they're going to, you know, slap some ball somewhere, and and he's going to score. Well, he did, actually. Uh, So, you know, they were a little scared. And then we put Ozzy out there, I believe, in the the 11th inning, and I'm thinking, okay, this is great too. And then Darnell comes up and gets the big hit right there in the 11th, and we score another run. And, and, and I was thinking, okay, this is great. Here we go. We're going to, you know, maybe score a few extra runs, knowing that at Milwaukee was going to get the same, you know, set of circumstances. But but you're right, o, uh, Riley and Ozuna, uh, you know, Riley with three RBIs on Wednesday, and Ozuna with a, another uh, two-for-five day with a, a run and an RBI, I believe, hit a homer in that game, if I recall, um, because they went back-to-back, if I yeah. believe. Yes. Uh, and, and that was great. Um, so, but other than, you know, we we just couldn't hold it at the end. But that middle part of the order, if you look, and let's go with Olsen, Riley, Ozuna, and Albies, that they were, uh let's see, 5, two, 15, 19. They were six, two, four, six, eight. No, excuse me. They were eight for 19, is what they were. Mm-hmm. And you would take that every single game if they were eight for 19. And that includes uh, four RBIs in that stretch so uh and that it also goes four runs you throw in there too so uh and one walk so that's a pretty good stat line you take that every single time from those guys who are in the middle part of your order
0: and from what i could tell those home runs were not cheap cheapies
1: no they weren't um and that's what ozuna's been getting lately right Mm -hmm. i mean he's been getting the balls that uh are just deadly and uh, you know i i The game on, I believe it was last Friday that they had on Apple TV. Um, You know, you you look at all these stats that they show up on TV, and I'm too old school. You know, I can remember back in the days where they didn't even put the score on TV, okay? So you didn't know the score unless the announcer was telling you what it was, or at the end of the half inning, you'd see the score and everything. So that's how old I am to remember that.
0: I remember the first time – as I've said before, you don't look it.
1: <laughs> I remember the first time that they put the score uh, on the actual TV, and I was thinking, man, what is this? You know. And then they started putting when guys got on base where they were, and you were keeping up with everything. I struggled when Fox just t- t- took the out markers and just made two of them up there instead of three. You know, I'm thinking there's three outs in an inning, right? Well, you don't really need the third out up there, right? I mean, you only need two because the next one's going to be the third out, and you're out of the inning. But anyway, I'm I'm old school in that regard, um, so I, I struggled uh, struggled with that. Uh, but um, anyway, I you know I go off on a tangent all the time, but um, but it was good to see good to see the the hitting. But they but they put up there with Ozuna in that game on on Apple TV, they put up the strikeout percentage, you know, is he going to strike out? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I've struggled with that because that probability was pretty high, uh, there for a while. And if he's starting to get going, that probability goes down and down and down. And that's exactly what we, we need. Uh, and maybe for Ozuna, it was a product of not having a lot of spring training either. Uh, and being able to take those swings, um, you know, when you're only getting 19 or 20 at-bats in that spring straining stretch um, or, or 25 or whatever, maybe he needed more, uh, you know, just to get it going. But if he can get it going and stay as that cleanup hitter and be the guy that we know we can and, and we can move around that, then then that's, you know, I, I, that's great. Um, I, I think that certainly helps. Uh, but, again, we need that that series uh, win we need multiple series wins let's get back in this thing instead of where we are now and that's a long way out
0: now I'm, if i'm understanding correctly his swing is really complex
1: oh yeah yeah it's you know the you know to it's all based on his his little timing thing you mm-hmm. know he's got that you know he's lifting that front leg he's he's moving that front leg he's got it you know pointed more towards Left field, and then he brings it and sets it down right when he's ready to to swing. Instead of what a normal uh, batter would be, to where you'd be kind of squared squared up, um, you know, one foot right in front of the other. Instead of one like Ozzy's, who is really animated and got it really far out. Um, but his is that he's he's tapping that toe, he's tapping that toe, and then he puts that foot down right when he's ready to swing, and then it's kind of he kind of pirouettes. And into that uppercut and moving that whole body out. So it is kind of strange uh, to me. The other day, watching a game over the weekend, and it was right before he hit the home run on Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the pitcher was getting ready to pitch, and before the pitcher had pitched, he put his foot down because he thought he was gonna, he thought he was gonna throw the throw the ball. Well, that's a chance where you got to step off, you got to step out and say, hey, timeout. Well, he didn't. he, he, he that messed him up totally. And then the next pitch, the next pitch, he came back and hit a home run. So you know it is all about that timing thing, and maybe his timing is getting better. And with that timing comes that crazy swing he's got. Even yes, it's crazy, but you know it's all about timing. And if if he feels comfortable enough with it, and his timing is as good as what it has been over the last couple of years, then you don't bother it. But again, little tweaks and 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 twists here or there can change it. And you know that's all done in the cage. Uh, all working off the tee, things like that, to get comfortable, and and maybe he's just getting more and more comfortable. Oh,
0: it, was it was it Ozuna that I can't remember where I heard this or if i was talking to you or all my conversations are running together lately? <laughs> um, that he's flying open too much.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that that's well, if it's not, that could be the case. You know. Um, to me, all these guys want to—they want to hit the ball. They want to pull the ball. Mm-hmm. So, what's that going to do? That is going to make you fly open quicker, right. uh, you know, because you got to get those hands out there uh, in front. Um, I'm an old school guy, you know. I I go with the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um in, in softball, um, if if I, if I when I played softball when I got older after I couldn't play baseball anymore, um, I always like to hit the ball the other way. Because mm-hmm. I was left-handed. You know, I always have guys, they would play me almost a shift. You know, they'd, they'd play me to pull every time. No, no, don't, because I would hit it right between third and short, Yep. you know, and, and get on. And and so that's the kind of game I, I like to play. And all these guys do want to fly open uh, early because they want to pull the ball. That's where they think their power is. Mm-hmm. And guys like Riley and Ozuna, Um, Matt Olson even got a good hit the other way, uh, guys like that. And Dansby Swanson's another one, um, that if you look at their numbers of where they, they would, you know, you can do all this stat cast stuff. So, so if, if you could, um, have an, a a character like Marcel Ozuna and you sticking him in in there and say, okay, where are you going to hit 300 all the time? Mm -hmm. Well, if he was hitting the ball the other way, I think you would find him hitting you know, 300, Austin Riley, the reason he hit so well the last couple of years is because he was hitting the ball the other way. Uh, you know, Dansby got hot there at one stretch a couple of weeks ago. Why? Because he was hitting the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these guys just think they got to pull it and that's not the case. And maybe that's a product of when you get two strikes, you've just got to choke up and, and you've got to hit the ball wherever, it, wherever it's pitched instead of trying to pull the ball every time. You get a ball inside and you pull it, you're going to probably pop it up. Right. Uh, you know, that inside, you've got to you keep those hands inside. You know, you do get those hands out there. But, uh you know, that outside pitch, you know, you will pull it up if you try to – you will hit it in the air if you try to pull that pitch. If you go the other way, you know, it's much, much easier, much better. You're much more power that way too because you're sticking the head of the bat out there uh, and, and getting it at that right proper Proper move, but um, you know, yeah, there are a lot of guys that fly open, uh, and that's you know what they work on in the cage, uh, because keeping that, uh, doing that T work is what really helps you stay more grounded and more based than anything else.
0: I know he's not with the Raves anymore, but Marcakis was a master at going,
1: through yeah, it. yes, I, you know, I, I that guy could hit 200, get 200 hits, um, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Marcakis. I thought, um, I thought he was a, a a great addition when they brought him on, and just a guy who goes out there and hits every day. You right. know, he's a guy that uh, drove teams crazy because he would hit the ball the other way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he would do everything against the shift. He would love the shift because he would be able to get four hits instead of two.
0: He would uh, just because have he would, over,
1: yeah, he would just you know. Slap it right over there. I mean, but that was a guy who could hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he would make a good uh, hitting instructor. Um, because all, all you'd have to do is just go back and watch the film from Nick Marcakis of the years that he had. It wasn't very flashy. But, uh, you know, for a right fielder, you know, we go from Marcakis to Ozuna. I mean, uh, to Acuna in right field. <laughs> uh, you know, we've gone from somebody who you wouldn't know was at the party. Um, and you would ask, he was here? I never saw him. To somebody who you would know that's at the party because of how flashy he is, and that's not oh, yeah. a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you just go from polar opposites. You know, Marcus is going to get in there. It didn't matter if it was a left-hander or a right-hander. He was going to get in there, and he was going to hit the ball wherever it is. It's all different philosophy. With, with him being a left-hander, he knew probably with a left-hander on the mound, he was going to have to hit the ball the other way. Because the ball's moving away from him. With a right hander, he can pull the ball. So, you know, that's just the philosophy that he had. So, I do think he would make a great hitting instructor uh, someday, uh, just because of the way that that he his approach to the game was so much old school, like it should be. And that's then that's why he hit the ball.
0: You know, he's uh not far from where I'm living right now. He grew up really. leska which is about
1: wow twenty huh. minutes
0: from where I'm currently
1: living so yeah well uh yeah i would uh you know again i think very valuable uh but again he's a quiet he's a quiet guy you know Mm -hmm. he's a guy that if you signed on your team yeah, you wouldn't have any troubles with because he he didn't he didn't stay out you know he his bedtime was probably early by the way uh i joke at that but that's probably the truth because he was a guy who who just uh you know followed the rules uh, he just went out there and played the game. Uh, you know, some guys want to go out there and, and uh, you know, his home run trot would have been like he was running normally. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he he probably would have said, you know, they they probably at some point said, Nick, you know, maybe slow down when you're running a home run. You don't have to run so fast. He probably thought, oh, well, that's just my normal run. You know, I'm just going to run around like normal. He would never have a bat flip or anything like that. Um, he He probably – you know, they used to say about Steve Garvey back many, 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 many years ago, first baseman for the Dodgers and the Padres, and he was such a kind guy, just a quiet, a great hitter, but just a kind person. He got kicked out of a game once, and he probably just said, hey, Mr. Ump, I thought that was a bad call. And that's probably what he said. He didn't cuss at him. He didn't do nothing. Um, and that would be Nick Marcakis, you know, a guy that would never, you know, if somebody if somebody hit him or threw inside to him, or something like that, and he got on base, he'd probably think that was a great thing instead yeah. of if somebody was mad at him because nobody would ever get mad at him. Nobody ever needed to get mad at him because he didn't do anything flashy. Right. Um, but, but that's, you know, sometimes we need that. And, uh, but sometimes we need the energy that Ronald Acuna brings, you know um, you know, everybody's bat flipping today. So I don't care if Ronald does it now. Cause everybody's doing it. Right. Um and, pitchers can't get mad at that. You know, we talk about all the unwritten rules of baseball um, and they've been talking about sign stealing because they're using that new electronic thing. Um, Well, isn't that all part of the game? Yeah. Uh, You know, in NASCAR, they talk about the, I love NASCAR by the way too. Um, In NASCAR, they talk about the gray area because Mm -hmm. that's the area that's really not defined by rules. Okay. Right. Uh, So, if, and, and they, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, I don't believe in cheating by the way, but that's just what they would say. If you're not trying to skirt the rules, if you're not trying to, uh, you know, think outside of the box, um, as long as NASCAR is okay with it, or as long as baseball is okay with it, then fine. Now what the Astros and maybe the Yankees or Red Sox, whoever did a couple years ago, I don't agree with, and I'm glad I, they got, I, I'm, I'm glad they got caught for that. But sign stealing, has been a part of the game forever. Um, you know, you just got to figure out a way for them not to steal the signs. Uh, you, you got so many catcher, what the catcher's doing and, and everything else. I think we've over, uh, maybe we overthought it a little bit, but um, anyway, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, I guess, maybe with some of those things, but, but Mark Hakus, I think would have been a guy who would have revel, you know, reveled in, If I got hit, I'm just going to go on to base. I don't need to go out there and talk to the pitcher. I'm just – I'd probably tell him thanks for letting me get on base. Yeah. Uh, Because now I'm on base, and you got to stop me, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Um,
0: If you can't steal signs with – by yourself, with what's on you or, you know, your vision – you, yeah, Then you don't need to be stealing them. I, if you have to use technology to steal signs, yes, I yeah,
1: I yeah I agree. Uh, there's no technology that should be used by teams other than them um, in the um, other than them being able to tell if they want to challenge or when they get in the dugout they're looking at their swing or right. they're looking or they're looking where the ball went, which they do that quite a bit. Okay. Uh, or yes, or they're in the cage and they're watching their swing in the cage. That's the only technology that should be used or you've got the phone call to the bullpen, okay? That's it. That's all you get. A guy at second base, look, there's a reason if if we didn't have any sign stealing in baseball, okay? There's mm-hmm. a reason there's a guy. At, when they get a guy at second base, what's the catcher do?
0: He switches he the
1: his, He's right. He switches. Why does he switch signs? Because he knows that guy at second's looking in. Right. Okay. So, I mean, why do we change the signs if we don't, you know, if we don't think there's any sign stealing going on out there? Everybody does it. Right. You know, everybody's wanting to get an edge on maybe where the pitch is going or or whatever. I, when I played center field, I used to love playing center field because I could t- I I knew where the catcher was going to set up and I could follow the ball and you had the straightest view of it all looking mm-hmm. at center so you could get a really good jump on where you thought the ball was going to go well that's the same way with the guy at second base he's trying to look in to see where the pitch is going to go to where he knows where he can run or, or whatever so anyway it's a part of the game um just like you know we've always had we've had this debate of if you've got a no hitter going and you're in the eighth inning and a guy tries to butt to get on base to break up the no hitter well what's wrong with that you know well, what's what's the difference in them him getting a hit or not you know is is that a bad thing that he's trying to bunt to get on absolutely not no if you're the pitcher you have got to strike the guy out or don't let him get on or don't let him bunt the ball make or whatever the play. yeah make the play so I, I think we get we we overanalyze a um, a pitcher uh, or or somebody trying to steal signs or somebody trying to break the unwritten rules of baseball I think we over we overstate those facts sometimes.
0: So, the Braves are in Miami starting tonight. For Miami,
1: it, great pitching matchups coming up too. By yes. the way, um, you know Charlie Morton's going to go Friday night. Again. Uh, Kyle Kyle Wright's going on uh, Saturday, and Ian Anderson's going on Sunday. So, uh,
0: Morton is going against Rogers. Um, yep, I forgot the name from uh, the pitcher from. Uh, He's one of their new. Yeah, Hernandez. The, is,
1: um, Herna- yeah, Her- okay. Hernandez is going on Saturday, and then, and then Al-, Al can – Yeah, yeah, it's 20. going on Sunday. Uh, so you got a couple of guys. Um, on Sunday they're three and two, pretty good ERAs, and Ian Anderson and 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 Al Contra. Um, on now on Saturday, you know, Kyle Wright comes in at three and two with a two point seven nine ERA. And Hernandez is two and three with a 6.15 ERA. Uh, right. So you would think we're going to get some some runs, but tonight or Friday night with Morton and Rogers both with over four ERAs, but Morton's ERA has been coming down uh, quickly right. just because of the way that he has pitched. So yeah, it's it's been uh, it's it's been good to watch Charlie Morton, and again a, another good night of we need from Charlie Morton uh, just to keep us in the game.
0: Now I do remember the last time. Uh, the Braves faced
1: the Rogers. They
0: did hit him around pretty decent, didn't they?
1: Uh, they did. Yep. They sure did. Uh, so it's um, you know it's uh, w- w- again we need to get on get on the board early and often mm-hmm. um, and continue the hot hitting. Uh, the day off, you know, it's good and bad. It's about a day off, the goods of it is you get your bullpen to rest. Definitely. Um, but the second thing is it'd be nice if we'd have picked up a win on Wednesday and then been going into this series, but uh, you know, the Marlins hadn't played too well at home. They definitely have struggled at home uh, Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. Um, So, so maybe, you know, promising there as well. Um, You know, for me, it's an early game, Uh, you know, for those that are on the East coast, it's uh, still a, you know, a, a, what a six, uh, six something start for me. It's a, yeah, it's a really early start uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, but um, but yeah, we you know, but still, you know, the pitchers for the Marlins have been pretty good. I mean, it's it's one of those where we're we're gonna have to uh, you know still uh, play very well, but the Marlins are nine and ten at home,
0: um,
1: and they their pitchers at home a three point three six ERA uh, that you know that's 6 in uh, Major League Baseball, so. Um, Atlanta, uh, you know, the Braves have been 17-2 when they have more hits than their opponents, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, this is the fourth time they'll play uh, this season. Uh, so, um, But you, you look at the Marlins and Josh Chisholm, that's a guy uh, who's on base way too many times for me. Uh, yeah. That'd be a guy who drives me crazy. Seven home runs and eight walks and 27 RBIs. He's hitting three oh four. Um, you know, Avisdale Garcia is 11 for 36, two home runs, five RBIs over the past 10 games. Mm. Uh, so uh, that's pretty good. Atlanta, um, you know, Matt Olsen uh, finally at least maybe got got some hitting going. He's still hitting 255. Um, you know, he's got 15 doubles and four home runs. Pretty good. And Ozzy's 11 for 41 with three RBIs over the last 10 games. Uh, so So, you know, good stuff uh right there but the last 10 games for the Marlins they're 4 and 6 uh ERA's over 3 they've been outscored they've outscored their opponents by 10 runs uh which that would you know how in the world they 4 and 6 and yeah. they've outscored their opponents by 10 runs Braves are 5 and 5 in their last 10 games by the way and Keep,
0: uh you've been at 500
1: um yeah keeping it right at uh right at uh, 500 3.62 ERA so you know if you were look at this thing on paper, which, oh, by the way, they don't play the games on paper, we've nope. learned. If you were looking at this thing on paper, uh, it's pretty even. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Solaire's on the DL. Um, he's day-to-day with the back. It looks like he may not be – he may be playing, may not be. He's one of those day-to-day guys. Not on the, he's not on the aisle. Sorry, he's just day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, everybody's pretty healthy for the uh, Marlins. Uh, the Braves just put Magic. Uh, on the 15-day I.L. with the shoulder. Um, You know, Pena's going to be out. But Eddie Rosario, I expect maybe to come back pretty soon. Uh, But there's Um. another guy down there, I think, that could could help. Kirby Yates, another bullpen guy. He's on the 60-day I.L. with an elbow. But that's been something that's going on, I think, over the last year. So, uh, they're hoping they can get kind of that magic out of him that they got out of Rosario. Uh, But – You know, when Eddie Rosario comes back, I think that could be a a good thing. But then who do you sit down when Eddie Rosario comes back? Because Travis DeMeritt has been playing very well. Uh, So who do you sit down? Do you potentially sit down Adam Duvall? Mm. I think that's a guy that you might, uh, you know, do a lefty-righty thing with Eddie Rosario. uh, Because let's face it, Duvall has definitely struggled. Mm. Um, And I was saying that about Acuna. I mean, Acuna. I was saying that about Ozuna. I was saying, is it time to start looking at maybe uh, Ozuna and Duvall sitting down? Uh, because when Rosario comes back, I think he's a vital part to play in what the Braves will be able to do, and especially since he had eye surgery, maybe he'll. As my son said, maybe he'll be able to see. Okay. Yeah, hopefully. Which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know about that though. I don't know about seeing. How do you do that?
1: Yeah, I. I know you don't. I, but but you got a vision better than a lot of people do, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll go there
1: <laughs> You know I have a friend that's the same way, and he asked me that question and and he's done um, he's done radio for years mm-hmm. um, with his the eyesight the way he is. so uh, he's lived a pretty productive life. so uh, you asked me about you know doing color, you'd be great at it. Uh, or whatever else you wanted to do just because uh, you know everything. So don't let the vision thing stop you, right?
0: Right. Color would be a dream for me. Um,
1: I got one yes. more question. Um, okay. Jazz, I've,
0: I've noticed that Jazz Chisholm and Ronald Acuna are, are really good friends. Uh, yeah. They play similar. So right. I've noticed that John Morant has been you know tweeting at and talking to Acuna on Twitter as well. Yeah. Who, how, who is the better athlete there? Who is the more explosive athlete of those three?
1: <laughs> well, you hit me with two guys that uh, I've been able to watch. Uh, I, I, would, I would leave Chisholm out just because – I'm not. no offense, by the way. Please don't take this to any offense. But I would make Chisholm the third guy mm-hmm. just because I've been able to watch uh, Acuna and Ja Morant. But my heart, what my heart would tell me would be Ja. Just because I've been (laughs) able to watch Jaw play a lot more in person than what I've been able to watch Ronald, because every time it seems I get to go to the game and watch Ronald play, he's out with an injury. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So I've been able to watch Jaw play a whole lot more. uh, But I love those guys. If I had to do it, I would go one and one A maybe. But I also know how much work Jaw Morant put in over the course of his last 10 years. Oh, yeah. uh, With what with what his dad put him through, uh, helping him train, helping him work out. There's a reason that Ja Morant can do so many of those things. And if you – if I were um, – if, if I, my child, who is getting ready to graduate high school uh, this on Sunday, um, if, if I had 10 years ago, if I could have said, okay, here's what Ja Morant did to get better – This is what you need to do. This is the path you need to take. And that was he was constantly working on things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, John Morant was the best – one of the best Murray State basketball players uh, that there ever was. Then there have been a lot of great Murray State players, um, including I was walking – We saw the Eagles a few weeks ago. My son and I did it. So we're walking through Bridgestone Arena, and we're walking through that little Tennessee Hall of Fame they've got there. And all of a sudden, up in the rafters, is another guy from Murray State named Popeye Jones. Oh yeah, uh, who had it? Who had a fantastic career? And I'm like, and Jackson said, "Hey, look up there." And I was like, "Oh, it's Popeye." So, but John Morant has his, uh, you know, name in the rafters at the CFSB Center in Murray. And if if you if you're listening to this and And you're wondering what your kids should do. Uh, He has worked so hard and continues to work hard at his craft uh, to get better and better. And he's a guy that was discovered by one of our coaches in a room because the coach was going to get some chips or something, was going to get a snack. And he stopped off at this room where some guys are playing. And all of a sudden, Ja Morant in there playing. And he's like, I got to have this kid. And so he signed him up, and he stayed two years in college, and all of a sudden he probably should have been the number one draft pick in the NBA. Uh, You know, that was the Zion Williamson draft. Um, And you look back, and, uh, you know, Michael Jordan didn't go number one in the draft that year. It was um, Sam Bowie from Kentucky that went number one and didn't have any kind of career whatsoever in the NBA, although he was a dominant dominant college player uh, and then it was Hakeem Olajuwon who went second and then it was Michael Jordan and the reason that uh, you know Portland didn't take Michael Jordan is because they had this guy named Clyde the Glide Drexler and mm-hmm. they didn't need another guard and so that's why they didn't take him they took Sam Bowie and you know the the rest is history and Jordan's got six titles and Jordan put in the work that was you know he was he was a guy who who he was headstrong about, you know, winning games and wanting to win games and and how he did it. And that's how John Morant does, too. But, you know, Ronald is a great player and a great athlete, too. And you can see the difference that both those guys make and even Jazz Jism, those guys make when they are out on the field. They cause a lot of problems. Or out on the court. They cause a lot of problems for their opponents. They put a lot of pressure on their opponents. And that's, you know, from a kid's standpoint, that's what I'd want, you know, growing up for a kid now would be to work that hard in what they do because now, you know, Ronald's got a big contract or, or somewhat of a big contract. Jazz yes, Chisholm, if he doesn't, we'll have one somewhere. Uh, and, and John ja Morant's going to get, you know, that, that big contract from Memphis, you know, he's going to get that um, league max, you know, that max deal, which is going to pay him 200 and, you know, plus million dollars uh, over the course of what five years, uh, so yep. he's going to yep. get the money, but it's all because of the work that he put in uh, while he was growing up.
0: So I've got two things. One, um, I'd like to see them at a dunk contest.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that
0: Ronald, be great? <laughs> Ronald, uh, and two, um, tying yeah. this back to baseball, John Morant was a phenom pitcher in high school as well in South Carolina.
1: Yes. Um, look at your athlete who have, uh, and and I go, again, I go way back, uh, John Elway was a great player and a great baseball player. And, and he had the possibility to go play baseball, I believe, for the Blue Jays, if I recall. Uh, I think they may have drafted him, but he went and played football. Kyler Murray was the same way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he was a standout baseball player. And I believe the Giants maybe uh, drafted him. He had a chance to go play baseball, but he decided to play football. Oakland. So. Uh, oh yeah, Oakland, Oakland, you're right Oakland. Uh, I was in the neighborhood, right? yeah um, course. um so look at your base look at your other sport athletes other than baseball who 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 had who played baseball who who could have gone on, um you know Michael Jordan tried baseball and it didn't work out so well for him uh, but but, you know, look at those guys who were two sport athletes who probably could have gone on to play baseball but went on to have great things in other sports. Mm-hmm
0: um that's about all i have for this episode um you got anything to
1: no i no i don't just remember to uh follow us on the the twitterverse
0: you can find that at ethos braves you can find me at the blind donkey runner
1: and you can find me i'm still old school john it's the old facebook (laughs) yep you may be
0: old school, but you don't look at, like I said earlier.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, guys. Thank you, John. All of Brave Nation who's listening to this podcast, we really appreciate you guys listening to this. And we will be, we will be talking to you after this Marlin series, catching you up on all of the events of that series. And until then, go brave. Go we'll
1: brave.